0: Pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Good evening. Passing. Going. Okay. All right. Evening, everybody. Um, tonight we'll move back to uh to Tahillin, And uh, tonight we're gonna study Till and Gimel. Till and Gimel is uh, yeah, sure, why not? So, thank you so much, Pe Gimel. Uh, might not be the uh, most famous paragraph of Tehillim, but it is one of the Tehillim that we are saying these days, and it is a um, paragraph of Tehillim which is a very, very suited for our kufa um, for our for our time period. Ellie, if you don't if you don't mind, just this side of the room, is that okay? I'm sorry, I apologize. I know you're like all the way there and like really, you know, if I wasn't being recorded right now, I could say something else. But um, thank you. And somebody on this recording going to get that joke. I hope. But uh, I, oh, and Kevin, uh, no, Kevin is going. Tara, can you take this and pass it, please, back to um, the Ellie. Uh, what? Can I give it to him? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. I, that's I how think, I don't to... All right. I fine. Can... Very, very excellent. Please I didn't fine. want to ask Kevin to do it because I didn't want. It. Okay. Let's uh, let's go, everybody. Here we go. So Till and Pay Gimel. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna quickly read the paragraph from Till, and we'll read the whole thing quickly. Um, uh, we'll translate it loosely just to get a, a broad idea about uh, what the what the paragraph is about. And then we'll move through it a little bit slower to try to understand some nuance and some context of the of the peric so that hopefully we'll have a better understanding of Perak, uh and Perak Pegimo. So that when we say this Perak, um, we'll also we'll we'll see why it's very suited to our times right now, to our tpa. And hopefully we'll be have a better understanding of the parak and um uh enhance our tfila as well. Everybody ready? Let's do this thing. Here we go. Uh till and parak peigimo. Let's let's go. Shim is more or less a, a song to asa. Asaf, one of the the leaders of the of the band, can I say it like that? In uh, in you know, uh, a crew, and uh, you have Asaf in a number of different places. We have a number of Asaf songs um, in uh, in in Tehillim. Uh, actually, uh, interestingly, um, uh, we'll see the context of this song, um, which might add an interesting wrinkle, which I have no idea if it's true. When we get there, I'll show it to you, and uh, we'll see. Um, but um, no indication that it's actually meaningful. But let, we'll, we'll get there. But Shem is more or less Elohim al damilach, <laughs> which means God do not be quiet. A dami from the Shoresh, dome, like when Aaron finds out that his sons died, and there says by yidom Aaron, and Aaron is quiet. So Elohim al damilach, which means God do not be quiet. Al techarash from the shorash cheresh, cheresh means to be deaf, um, deaf, right? To not be able to hear. Al techarash, Al tishkot from the Shoresh, Check it, right? So God, right? Don't don't fail to hear. Can you say it like that? Al What's the English word? Don't be um don't be don't be deaf. Excellent. Thank you very much. Right? Don't be deaf. And also, let's say don't be dumb. Right? Uh, also, right? In this in this context, that makes sense. Because your enemies are causing a ruckus. and your haters are raising their heads. so they are plotting. uh is like. Um, to plot deceitfully, they are deceitfully plotting against your nation. By and they are um, taking advice against those who are hidden, uh, who are protected in your um, uh, sanctuary. Umru, they say, let us rid ourselves of the Jewish people and wipe their name off of the history of the world. Because they have gathered advice together, the other multiple nations, um, against you. they have formed a covenant against against you. Edom the tents of the Edomites, the uh, Ishmaelites, the Moabites, the grimites i don't know how you say that the people from the grim um even Ashur. it's a strange phrase we'll get to that well, what was that it was all just other people oh that i skipped is all just other nations i didn't skip it i just didn't translate it you know it's like one of those psukim in where like you know uh the words in the hebrew are the same as the words in the uncles. you know what i'm talking about Right, so it's like one of those kinds of psukim, you know, it's uh, it's a uh, people of Amon, Amolek, Peleshes in the with the dwellers of Tzor. Right. Gam Ashur, even Ashur, right, is um, is uh, accompanying them. Right. The Shosh love means to uh, accompany. That's why Leah names her third son Levi, because she says, ishi elai. This time my husband will come accompany me. Right. Because I have borne him three sons. That's what that's what she said. Leah's kids have really, I'm about to say horrible, um, but uh, sad, not horrible. They have sad names. Now, you, you ever notice that? She calls her first kid Reuven because he ra'ah Hashem ba'oni, because God has seen my affliction. She calls Reuven from ra'ah, God has seen my affliction. She calls her second son Shimon. Ki Shama Hashem ki because God heard that I was hated, Right? She calls her third son, Levi, because she davens Apa'am. This time, you will love that elai. This time, maybe my husband will come accompanying me. Then she has a fourth son. And she names him Yehuda. And she says, why does she name him Yehuda? She says, Ode Es Hashem. This time, I'll thank God. You remember that game in Sesame Street, you know, where they used to put four boxes up on the screen and they used to blink? It's to be like, you know, which one of these things is not like the other? Which one of these things just doesn't belong? Am I the only one here who grew up on Sesame Street? I'm the only one in my age group. We're in the same it's, age group. Uh, what? You grew up with it. Do you, you remember what I'm talking about? No? Yeah. Okay, fine. So there's two of us here. Everybody else is older or younger. Okay, fine. All right, fine. That's okay. Right? But uh, so uh, so everyone with me here, she has four kids, right? And so which one of those names just doesn't fit? It's Yehuda, obviously. So what happened? There's one of two options. I only think there's two options. I only think there's two options. One is, she got her wish, is that what you said? Well, that's true, that's true. Okay, th- that'll be closer to my second option, right? <laughs> one is, oh, you know what? That's a third option. You know, I'm, no, I'm gonna take it, that's a third option. Why not, why not? I didn't think of that one. good. One is, she got her wish. Yaakov finally came to her and she's like, oh, this is amazing, right? A amodeh de Hashem, right? Um, there's a second option which I was thinking of, not to to what said. The second option, which is that she gave up, she finally realized that everything's okay. I didn't get what I asked for, I asked for it three times. I asked for it, I didn't get it. And you want to know what things are all right? I'll thank God anyway. So I, I had good stuff too. Yeah, is there, is there that's possible? What was that? submit like modern. Modern. submit that's the second option that I'm saying my' th- suggesting something else he's saying that she had so much joy when she gave birth to Yehuda that even though she was still upset right she was still upset about it and she she wanted to pick another sad name that's what she wanted to do right but but she was so you know uh, joyed by having that son that she said oh I can't I right and so she gave us okay maybe that's possible I'm not I'm not really sure the, all of this has nothing to do with our She'er. I just point out that the the, the Navi says Gam Ashur Nilva Imam that Ashur also uh, accompanied all of these other nations and became the arm Lot Selah. Who are the Bnei Lot? Amon and Moab, right? Because they come from Lot, so Ashur becomes the arm of Amon and Moab. Kimidyan ki ki Abin Benachal Kishon. Due to them, meaning all of these nations that are coming against us right now, due to them, as you did, and Sisra. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Nishmadu let them be lost like they were in Ain Doar. That's a place. la let them be nothing like like a waste laying on the ground. Let their nobles um, be lowered like were these are names of people and I'll show you who they were in a little bit unless everybody knows who they were already we can skip that part I'll show you who they were in a little bit that was a joke Right, because they said we should inherit for ourselves from Yerusha we should inherit for ourselves, the the um the houses uh, of uh, of God, Elohai God. Let them uh be lowered like a rolling stone, kagagal, like a rolling stone or like the straw before the wind like a fire will um, engulf a forest you remember when there was those terrible forest fires in the united states in, in the national parks it was, it was in yosemite i think i remember it was a long time ago already uh, maybe it was multiple times oh but do you remember when there was i wasn't living here that's why my brain went to america but do you remember there was terrible forest fires here right just a few years ago right yeah, I was living in New York at the time, but I remember reading, you know, articles and seeing pictures what and whatever. And weren't there t- fires in Canada earlier this year? Was that not earlier this year? They have like, smoke blowing all the way down everywhere. Terrible forest fires, right, in Canada this year. Yeah, right, right. So, like, uh, like the fire consumes a forest. And like a, uh, a fire, like flames, would spread on the mountains. Pain, so too. So too you should chase away our enemies with your rains, and with your storms you should swallow them up. May their faces be filled with embarrassment. And let them come seek your name, God. Let them feel shame and embarrassment forever so that they shall be lost. And they will know that you, God, your name is alone. Above everything else in the entire world. Perak pay, gimel in Tehillim. Topic sentence, yeah, if we had to do this, you know, like we were like in third or fourth grade, right, you know what I mean? What is the topic sentence? What is this What is this paragraph of Tehillim about? Save us from all our enemies. Save us from our enemies. Exactly right. Right? Which is why this is a very fitting paragraph of Tehillim for us to be saying in our tukufa right now. Right? This paragraph of Tehillim that says, God, there are enemies who are coming against us. You have saved us in the past. Like you saved us from our enemies in the past. Like you destroyed our enemies in the past. please, Destroy our enemies now, All right? Uh, summary, Tehillim, it's, it's Perak, Pegim. It's a good parrot for us to be saying. It's very, very good. Now let's look back at the paragraph of Tehillim and let's try to understand a little bit greater uh, depth, a little bit about what David Melech is saying here so that we can enhance our our feelings. Hopefully now we've already enhanced our Tefillah, right? Meaning right, right now I could open up Tehillim pay Gimel, I could say the Paragraph of Tehillim, I know what the Paragraph is about, and I can have greater understanding and greater depth of concentration when I say the Paragraph. Now let's delve a little bit deeper, and hopefully we can add some nuance to that, uh, and greater concentration to that, uh, to that Tefillah that we'll say at the end of the Shir tonight. So here we've got in the beginning, Shir Mizmor La'asat, and the Radak tells us that zem that this Paragraph of Tehillim was said about the war that would take place in the days of Yehoshaphat. When the people of Seir, that's Edom, Amon and Moab came to attack against the Jewish people. You find this story in Dibrayam and Bet Perekchof, which is why I gave us the story right here. Dibrayam and Bet Perekchof, let's look at the story that this paragraph of telling is about according to the, the Radak. Everybody Ready? And it was after this. After this means after Yehoshaphat became the king. It was after Yehoshaphat became the king. So there was a bunch of groups of people, Amon, Moab, and with them were other nations. Right, With them were other nations who came to challenge Yehoshaphat. Now, if we're reading our paragraph of Tehillim based on this story, Right, which is what the Radak says we should be doing when the Navi tell when the, when the Tehillim tells us, when Asaf tells us, is because the Navi here says that there was other nations, Amon and moab were the the main, you know, um Um, instigators. Great work. Thank you, Chaim. But there were other nations that joined together with them to come attack Yehoshaphat. And they came, messengers, and they told Yehoshaphat as follows. There's a large army that's invading. Where were they? In Gedi. Why were they there? Why did they make a camp there? Water. Probably. Yeah, think about it. If you're coming from Iran, it means you're crossing the Jordan River, right? And you're heading towards Yerushalayim, right? So that's a good place to stop for water. I don't know the rest of the water over there. I mean, we could take out a map, you know, and we could check, but but that's where they were. It's always fun when you know the places, you know? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, it's always fun to learn the places. Meeting, you know, like things should get better here and we should do like Tanakh tours. That should be like a thing, No. We should go to places and, like, learn the Tanakh in the places. We should, like, stand there. And, you know, like, like, we should go out here into the valley. Out here. We should, you know, we should go out here into the valley where the and Mamash, fought. And, you know, that's not in the Navi. I know. I just, you know, whatever. You know, but we can stand out there in the valley. It's not far from here. By Elazar they fought a battle. Mamash, they lost there. But whatever, you know. But, uh, you know, we can we we can, we can stand out there, Mamash. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, things will get better. We'll be able to travel more. And that would be a lot of fun, I feel like. I feel like that would be a lot of fun Good. Look at this, right? This is what you're supposed to do. What does King Jehovah Shafat do? He hears that there's an invading army and he turns immediately to God. He declares a fast day amongst the Jewish people for all of Yehuda. And the Jews all gather around the Beit Mekdash to daven and to pray. And the king Yehoshaphat stands in front of the people on the Chatzar of the Beit Hamikdash. And he says, "This is God, you control everything. You all of the heavens." All of the earth, there's nothing, no one who could stand before you, God. You drove out enemies from this land. You gave this land to us, to the descendants of Avram Avinu. And we lived here. And we built for you this Beit Hamikdash, and we built it for your name. And we said in Tavoa if there should come on us troubles, difficulties, sword, enemies, um, plague, famine, we will come stand in this house in front of you, God, because your name rests here in this place. And we will call out to you from the depths of our troubles, and you will listen, and you will save. The with an iron. And now behold, the there's people that we did not drive out when we came to the land of Israel. Agav, by the way, these were people that, that there were other people the Jews did not drive out that they were supposed to drive out. Right? Um historical lessons. Uh, you know, but uh, but but they didn't. And that caused them trouble. These were people they didn't drive out that they were not supposed to drive out. We, God told us to leave them alone. right? And we left them alone based on God's command. And behold, they're trying to drive us out from the land that you gave us. Elohenu, God. Should you not judge against them? We don't know that we have the strength to defeat this army that's attacking us. you heard that sentence before? Yeah, maybe, what? Exactly correct, very beautiful, right? we just adding depth now to our tachanon, right? What is the context of that sentence in its original context? I don't know that I have the strength. To deal with the troubles and the difficulties that are facing me right now. So I just turned my eyes to you, Akadosh Baruch. This is a beautiful tefillah, no? No, I'm the only one. Okay, fine. No, I see some, okay, fine. No? Yo is says a beautiful tefillah. No, Meeting. No, we should have a king one day who will stand in front of us, in front of the Beit HaMikdash. Hopefully, he will not have to do it because of invading armies, but he should issue, issue beautiful tefillahs like this. Meeting. Meeting, no? And all the Jews, they were standing there. Yehoshaphat was leading the tefillah. Men, women, children. And now look what happens next. See, so I don't... Yeah, oh, Chaim, you saw the same thing I saw, right? First of all, it's a lot of names. But there's this guy, Yachzael, and he is a descendant of Asaf. He's a descendant of Asaf. I don't know if he's related to the Asaf in our in our Tehillim. I don't know, right? It would be lovely if he was, because that means that this paragraph of Tehillim, right, is not only based on the story that happened in the days of Yehoshaphat, but is a tradition of family, you know, that's passed down through the generations, right? Until David HaMelech takes the song and puts it into the and puts it into the Tehillim. I don't know if that's actually true. What I just said, I don't know if that's true. Well no. it sounds good just because they're both both have the same name, you know what I mean? But I don't I don't know if that's actually true. In any event, the point is like this, right? That um uh, Kevin, you're worrying about chronology. No, it goes that way also. You're right, but it goes that way. No, no, it goes that way too, though. It goes that way also, right? It was before B'nevuah. meaning that Asaph in the days of David Amelech said this paragraph of hill in B'nibuah about what was going to happen. And it happens to be that the the that he has Navua about is given to his however many generations I didn't count it you know uh, grandson 17. and they didn't know what they were talking about hmm. they know I mean they knew what they were saying because you can read the paragraph of the Talmud and translate all of the words but they didn't understand all the nuance and all of the depth definitely possible a lot of navi is like that I'm, I'm saying there's there's the whole nature of prophecy right well not the whole nature of prophecy but many prophecies are about the future and so you know when you have prophecy um that is about something that will happen so there's got to be a window of time in between when the prophecy is issued and when it actually happens where we knew something was going to happen and we didn't necessarily know exactly what was going to happen and then when it happens we now we can now we can see no, like let's say, for example, I'm sorry, yeah, I'll give you one second. Let's say in the very beginning of Safer Yermia, right? When uh, God tells Yirmiya, um, what does he tell him? He says, like, from the north, trouble is going to come. What does is, what is God He do? He's like, Yirmiah Parakal. Uh, Minat um, Safon. Uh, I don't know. And somebody, here you know, on the phone, you know, Yermia Parakal. What? That's it, right? But what's what are the words right before that? It's Minat Safon. Did I say that right? I don't know. Right, at the end of the sentence, where's Abi when you need him? Right. Two nights in a row, Mavi. Know, Come on, right? Uh, whatever it is, the point is what I'm trying to get at is that God tells Jeremiah that trouble is coming from the north. You know what God does not tell Jeremiah that Bavel is going to invade, right? That's just it's not the words that God uses, right? It ended up being Bavel. It was very clear that it was Bavel, but but that's not the words that God that God uses, right? Um, God told Abraham Avinu, <speaking in Hebrew> but you know what He did not tell him that they were going to be in Mitzrayim. Is, there, is everybody with me? The Rambam in the Shmona Prakim. The Rambam in the Shmona Prakim. The Rambam says that we didn't have to be in Mitzrayim. The Rambam says that there's a conversation that took place in heaven right between Pyro and God. You remember this conversation? The Rambam says that Pyro died eventually, whenever Pyro died, and he came up to heaven, and God wants to put Pyro in the Ganem or something like that, you know, right? He wants to punish him. And Pyro says to God, he's like, what are you talking about, God? I'm a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. You read the story all wrong. I'm not a, I'm not a bad guy. Everyone's thinking right now. Yeah, they do that in the media all the time, right? You know, you, you know, right, right, You know, Pyro was insert news organization here, which I'm not gonna say, right? You know what I mean? And Pyro used to work for uh, for whatever. Oh, I can say whatever, whatever. Nobody's watching. This it doesn't make a difference. I don't care. Right, right. You know, Pyro's gonna say, you know, I work for CNN or you know MSNBC or you know uh what what the BBC, right? No, I work for the people you or know, whatever. Okay, fine. No, no. So the Rambam says that that Pyro goes up to God and God says, you know, Pyro, listen, you know, this way, <laughs> right this way, kind sir. Right and uh, and Paro's like, what are you talking about, God? I'm 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 a good guy. And God's like, what are you talking about, Paro? You uh, enslaved people. That's not cool, right? And Pyro says, what do you mean, God? Is what Paro says. What do you What do you mean? You told Abraham that his children were going to be slaves for 400 years. Who did you think was going to do that? I'm your man. Not not only am I not a bad guy, I'm a good guy. I'm I'm your man. I I did what you said that I should do that's, that that's what you sent me there for like I'm I'm a good guy right and God says to Pyro this is what the Ram says. God says to Pyro what are you talking about I didn't tell you to do that it's true I told Abraham that that was going to happen but I didn't tell you to do that you have free will you made your own choices you did it and what would have happened if Pyro would not have done it I don't know somebody else would have done it history has taught us that there are plenty of bad actors who are more than happy to try to kill and subjugate Jews, history has told us that there are plenty of people who are willing to make those decisions. It didn't have to be you, Pharaoh, and that's why God sends Pharaoh off to get punished. Paro's, but but the point that I'm trying to the point that I'm trying to get at, right, is that it didn't have to happen that way, right? In other words, we know now that Babel comes from the north, but it didn't have to happen that way. It didn't need to be Babel. It ended up being, but it didn't have to happen that way. And the Babylonians made their own decisions. And they made their own choice. Now, what would have happened? I don't know what would have happened. I, uh, history didn't play out that way, so I can't tell you. Something else would have happened. Now give me another one in the reverse order. The and Psechim, The in Psechem. I don't remember where the Gemara is. I apologize. The, but it's for sure, Gemara. I'll find it for you later. The Gemara says that Izkiah HaMelech right, could have been the Moshiach. And that the invasion of uh, Sargon II of Assyria of Sancheir of Melech Ashur could have been the war of Golg-Mogl. Could have Could have happened that way. Right. Okay. It didn't happen that way, but it could have happened that way. That there could have been. Right. Meaning, meaning that history did not have to play out the way that we have it here. Right. In the opposite direction. Everyone understands what I'm saying. Right. It, it could have been over already. It could have been over already. We made choices, some good, some bad. Right. Uh, and and it brought history the way that history has developed. But but so what I'm trying to get at is that Navua right tells us things that are going to happen, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to tell us every detail. Of what's going to happen, and there's still room, you know, for people to make choices, right? Like we could have asked, right? And I'm saying, like, if God gives a prophecy, so I mean, that's what Pyro says to God in that conversation that the Rambam has, right? And so, uh, and so that's, so, so that's a possibility. That's a possibility. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get. At. Good. So this fellow Yechazel, right? Um, yeah, I said his name, right? Right? El, he stands up, um, and he has ruach hakodesh betoch hakahal amidst the people by Yomer. And he, and he said, oh, you're a good man. Rabbi Fishman said Sanhedrin 94A. He just posted it on the chat. I saw it come up over there. Rabbi Fishman, you're a good man. It's amazing to have friends who know shots like this <laughs> and who come onto the sheer for some unknown reason. You know what I mean? Like, guys, who you know what I mean? You're, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Amazing. I can't see you right now, even if you're there. I just, you know, whatever. But I saw your, your note on the chat. So thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Sanhedrin, right? Um, I think it's in 94a right it's a 94 it's gone now so I can't see it anymore but I think that's what I think that's what it says and this is what he says he says listen everybody King people listen this is what God says to us do not be afraid don't be scared of this large invading army, because war is not ours to fight. Wars is God to War is God's to fight. Might like Adonai Ishmael Khamad Adonai Machar, tomorrow. Alehem. Let's go down to them. Because they were in Shalay. They were in, you know, down in Engedi. Let's go down to them. Olim you remember that word? Right? Who said that word? Moshe Rabbeinu. When did he say that? By the side of Kriyas Yampso, if he told the Jews, he said, "Don't be afraid." And here the Navi Yehazeel he's parroting Moshe Rabbeinu. He's saying, "Don't be afraid of this invading army." You hear the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Right? You hear it. al do not be afraid. The no, Navi comes and and I mean, me, you know. I have words in the Navium. Not talking to us now. And Yehoshaphat and all of the people. They just they they bowed down. I was listening to our Weiss this week and uh and he said that he was a he was a younger child in uh, 1967, in the Six-Day War, and he said that he remembers his family came to Eretz Yisrael shortly before the Six-Day War in 1967, and he said that he remembers the the fear, you know, that uh, that everybody felt, you know, leading up to the, to the Six-Day War in 1967, and he said that he remembers listening to, um, um, I think he said of Chatzko Levenstein, I think so, I think that's what he said. I think he said he remembers listening to Ravchatsko Levenstein. I think so. I think that's what he said. Um, and uh, and he was not scared and uh, he was not panicked, and he said, look at Knesses Yisrael. look at the Jewish people. When the Jewish people are all together like this, when we have this kind of achdas, there's no way that we'll lose. That's what he said. I heard Ravasha say that this week, and he was Ravasha was was pushing us for. You know, more and more and greater sense of Akles, which meitane. I hope we'll see. I hope we are seeing. We are seeing. I, I hope we'll see continue to grow. But uh, but meitane, that should stand for us, yeah. But to hear the words of the Navi, right? You know, uh, talking to us. And meitane, hopefully Rav was talking to them, and hopefully Rav is talking to us, right? But by Yoshafat, I just read, and all the Jewish people, they all about. This is amazing. And the Levites then stand up and they start singing. But what do they start singing? Hallel. Why are they singing Hallel? I'm about to say something that I don't know if it's true. They had so much trust and faith in the words of the Navi. That when the Navi said to them, don't be afraid, they already started singing Hallel. Is that possible? That'd be amazing if that's true. Yeah. They already started singing halal. We can go out to the Midbar T'koa, by the way. Yeah? And uh, they they head out with Yehoshaphat. He says to them, he says, "Listen, trust in God. Trust in the Navi that told us we were okay and we will be successful. Trust in God. Trust in the Navi, and we will be successful." Amazing, yeah? Oh, I just added a few extra words. Sorry, because that's from my own tefillah slipping in. I apologize, right? But but they're heading out towards the battle and they're singing in the Beit HaMikdash, Hodu. They're singing in the Beit HaMikdash, thanks to HaKadosh And at the moment that they started singing the praise and the thanks of God. God sent a, a confusion, a confusion. Amongst the the, the enemies. And they started like running this way and that way and killing each other. Total confusion in the camps of the enemy. And the Jews got there towards the enemy camp and they killed all of themselves. I, I don't know what came over them. I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously, a Baruch did something, and I don't know exactly what it was. And they all started running this way and that way and scattering, and they they just, they just, for no seeming reason whatsoever, they all killed each other. And the only thing left for the Jews to do was to walk through and pick up the spoils. Pick up the the medals and the the jewels and whatever they had. And they spent days there just picking up all of the the booty from the battle that they didn't fight because God fought it for them and it was on the fourth day. and Yoshafat leads the troops back towards Yerushalayim. and and they come into Yerushalayim with song and with merriment. And a fear of God came over all of the other nations of the land, Bishamam, because they heard Ki adonai yisrael, that God fights against the enemies of the Jewish people, malchus yehoshaphat, and And then throughout the rest of the days of Yehoshaphat, things were calm and quiet throughout the rest of his the rest of his rule. Do we see, by the way, the parallels between our paragraph of Tehillim and this story of Yehoshaphat? Does, is everybody is everybody okay on that? Does everybody see what happens? yeah good amazing let's get to the paragraph of Tehillim. everybody yeah let's get to the paragraph of tehillim. so um the tehillim says right Shir is elohim al-damilah al-techarash the el so if you look in ibn Ezra, i already ruined this one for you i apologize but the me is right so it's saying god don't be don't be don't be quite right now if you look in the malbim next the malbim right so we have dummy right there's three verbs in this passage, right Al damilah, dami one al techerash two al tishkot three so we know dami means don't be quiet what does al techerash mean Malbim, al techerash mila anos the al tishkot mila asos right so God you should hear us don't be quiet God al techerach don't don't fail to hear us don't be deaf thank you Kevin right you said it before I remember right don't don't be deaf the al techer the al tishkot and don't be quiet right it means God don't be, don't sit back and do nothing hear us and act do something is everybody three three things yeah? don't sit back and do nothing hear us and do something al damilah al teharash ve'al al three things yes good right ki hine o yekha ye u so look in the album ki hine o yekha ha o y ra'a b'lo ason Malvin points out there's two groups of people here, right? There's Oyevecha, and there's Misanecha. What's the difference between your Oyev and your Sone? An Oyev is an enemy. A Sone is a hater. What do haters do? Well, let me start with, what what do enemies do? Ah, this is what the Malvin says. Enemies attack. What do haters do? All of the teenage girls should know this. Haters gonna... Hate, 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 right? That's what haters going to do. Haters going to hate. But enemies are going to attack. And there's a difference between enemies who physically attack and haters who hate. It's not the same thing. Which is why, if you look in the Pasuk, what are the Oyevim doing and what are the Sonim doing? The Oyevim are Yehem They are causing ruckus. They are rousing people up. They are attacking. They're being bringing people against us. But what do the misanechadu nasu rosh? They just raise up their heads. They walk around like this. They get on TV, you know, and they uh, they talk trash, right? You know, that's 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 what they they don't come to attack. The oivim come to attack. The sonim they get on TV and they give uh, nonsense interviews, right, about uh, about lies and uh, and whatever propaganda. Right, that they happen to be spreading. So so we say, God, don't sit back. Listen to us. Do something. Because we have enemies who are attacking us, and we have haters who are rising and hating. And When the haters can pick up their heads high, it's a bad thing. They're haters or they're enemies? They're not attacking. They're just haters. So interesting, because when I thought about the haters, right, that, no, no, I'm you, you, very, very good. Yeah, I was very, very plausible. When I thought about the haters, right, I thought about, you know, like, I don't know, all these guys on TV who are like, oh, but what about the plight of, you know, uh, you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Okay. The college campuses, those guys might turn into haters. I mean, they might yeah. turn into enemies is what yeah. I mean to say. Right now they're haters, except for maybe the other kids on college campus who might call them enemies. You know, I don't know. Okay, fine. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You could be both, by the way. You know, but the uh, but the point that the Malbim is getting at is that there's two different groups of people, which is why David Melech Horasah right uses two different nouns in describing them, and it's why those two different groups of people do two different things. Right? They they yeah, they they, they rabble rouse and they 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 uh, they cause ruckus. They they're beginning to battle, and the, the Misanecha they are just uh, Nasu Rosh They just raise their they they raise their heads. Um. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Now, next so Oh, I skipped the Malbim. This is very important. All right, let's do it all together. Okay, good. So you see the Malbim where I have in that section? You see I have the Malbim where the second Malbim, not the first Malbim? Does everybody see that? Yeah? Look at this Malbim. This is great. This is great what the Malabim is saying. The is saying what should have Asaf said? He should have said, ki not Oivecha, but Oiveinu. What, what does it mean? What does Oivecha mean? God's enemies. What does Oiveinu mean? Our enemies. But what does the, the Tehillim say? It says, Your enemies, capital Y. ki That's what the Malabim says. Oivecha God. The reality is, these are not our enemies. These are your enemies, right? They're your haters. These are not our haters. They're your capital Y. They're your haters, God. They're coming against you. Why are they coming against us? Why are they fighting us? Why are they fighting us? No, we know the answer. By the way, why is the Hamas fighting us? They told us why they're fighting us, and we don't have to make this stuff up. It's not because of land. This is not a land dispute, right? They want to kill all the Jews in the world, right? I was having a conversation with somebody in, um, in that frat center today. You know, one of the Rabbiyan from the Talmud Torah, I bumped into him in that, in that frat center. And so, we were, uh, and, so, and so we were talking. And he asked me if I thought that this war was going to, like, wake people, Jews up outside of Eretz Israel and cause, like, a push of Aliyah. And I told him I didn't think so, right? I, I just didn't think so. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, I told him I don't think it's going to keep Jews away, but I I also don't think that it's going to cause a big wave of uh, of of Olim, right? Um he said that he thought, you know, maybe, you know, God was orchestrating events to bring all of the Jews here to Eretz Israel. I said it could be. I don't know. I said everybody wants all of the Jews to come to Eretz Israel, right? We want all of the Jews to come to Eretz Israel because we think that that's going to bring the geulah. The Christians want all of the Jews to come to Eretz Israel because they think that that's going to bring the geula, right? Nasrallah wants all of the Jews to come to Eretz Israel because it'll be easier for him to kill all of us, you know, right? All right. So migitain, all of the Jews will come to Eretz Israel and then we'll find out who's we'll right. Okay, we'll find out, right? Something that I guess I'm willing to, you know, to to risk, you know. Uh, we'll 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 go for it, you know. We'll see we'll see we'll see how it plays was, out. But say, well, there was there was There was. I think. Right. Yes. And mi'yitain. Mi'yitain, we should see it in our day as well. Mi'yitain, we should see it in our day as well, right? But what the Malvin here is saying is, why is it they want to kill us? Why are they attacking us? They're not attacking us for land. They're not attacking us because of something that we did. They're attacking us because they want to kill us. But why do they want to kill us? Because of God. That's what this is. It's a religious war. That's what this is. It's a religious conflict. And that's what Malvin says, that Asaf says that <laughs> He it's not our enemies God these are your enemies. they're coming after us because we have a covenant with you. it's all about you capital Y it's not about us the religious war al yeah why are they plotting against us because we are Amcha. because we are your people. that's what this is all about. It, you know, that, that's that's what it's not. not really, you know, say when you add depth to the Tefillah, sometimes I don't. Sometimes like it hits you. I don't know. It's like a punch, you know, the way that the way that the Malbim understand this uh, this parak of uh, this parak of tehillim. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Now, um, rule Migoy Right. They say let's wipe them out and let's uh, not have the name of the Jewish people be remembered through the annals of uh, of history. Because they have gathered all together. Alecha on you, Brisyekrosu. They have formed a, a covenant. Just go to the album I don't want we don't have sorry I have to skip around a little bit right now, but it's a longer paragraph to and than we've done in the past, and I haven't finished the other ones. So Amru right? The other nations they said to each other, they want to wipe the name Israel off of the map. shasham Zemora. You hear what Mom's saying? That's like a that's a hot, That's like a word. Yeah, the Mom is saying right. What do they say? Below Why? Why did they use the name Yisrael here? Right. That's what Mom's saying. Specifically, it's the name Yisrael. The name Yisrael indicates this this close relationship that we have with God that we were raised up. Yeah. Excuse me, B'nai Yakov indicates something else. Something else. Israel indicates something else. But just Israel indicates this uh this elevated status of the Jewish people. And they're coming to fight against you, God, and that's why they're fighting against uh against against us. Now the writes something that's also interesting. What is the proof that this is true? What is the proof that this is true? Malvin writes, consider this. That sometimes you have neighboring countries who fight, and some one of the countries will bring in mercenaries or allies from far away, and they will come fight. And every party in a battle has their own reason for fighting. The, the people who are close, bordering nations. They can fight because they're scared of their neighbors, or they can fight because they want to expand their territory. And the foreigners, they'll come and they'll fight because they want to loot. They want to take money. They're getting paid. They're mercenaries. You know, they're there for the for the booty. Aval These guys who are coming to fight against us, they come from all over. Remember the Navi listed, they come from all over. And not Sulay Yahdav. They all come for one purpose. They're not coming for land. They're not coming for booty. And what are they here for? They're here to kill us because they're here to fight God. The proof that that's what this war is all about is that we're fighting enemies on all sides and they're all fighting for the same reason. Not for different reasons. Iran is, is not sending people over here because they want booty, because they want to take our high-tech sector. That's not, that's not what they're after. And the truth is, the truth is, the truth is that we're not fighting with the Hamas because they want land. It, it, it's just it, it, it's just not true. That's not what we're fighting about. We're fighting because they're trying to kill us. That, that's, that's what it's about. And why are all these people from so many different places trying to kill us? Partially because that's our story. And partially because this is a religious war that they're fighting against our belief system, against the Kodesh Baruch Hu. I don't know how you fight against God. I don't know. But they believe that they're going to spread their version, right, of uh, of what they believe. And in order to do that, they have to take us out. They have to take us off the map. It, it's, I don't know, for me, it's just remarkable when you read Tehillim and, like, you know, you could be reading the newspaper. It, well, depending on which newspaper you read, you know? But, uh, but, something, but something along those lines. Yeah, Rashi writes. If you look down, the next one. Alecha bris yichrosu, bris zu eina ella alecha la es shimcha. God, what they're really—they're trying to kill us. What they're really trying to do is wipe our covenant with you, our teaching, off of the map. She'enat akari Elohim Ela lanu, Elohei Yisrael. Ume'achar shelo yizachar shein Yisrael af shimcha hagadol inu niskar. Because we are called by. God's name. We are God's people, and if heaven forbid, if heaven forbid, the Jewish people should ever be wiped off the map, which the Navi tells us will never happen. So, okay, so it won't. But if heaven forbid, such a thing should ever happen, then God, so to speak, will our our God, right, will be wiped off the map along with us. Yes, right. This is like the reverse of what Rashi explains in in the Shema. You know, we say Shema Israel Adonai Elohim Adonai Yichad. Right, So we say, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And you remember what Rashi says over there? I put it over here if you want. Rashi says over there, he says that, that God who is right now, Hashem Eloheinu, God who right now is only our God, one day, one day, Hashem Echad. One day, he'll be the God of the whole world. That's how Rashi understands that passage. That when we say the Shema, we're saying a tefillah and a statement of belief. The statement of belief is that we believe that God who is right now just with us will one day be with everybody. Right, and so this is like the reverse, right? Meaning that that the Talmud is saying that what these nations are trying to do is the opposite. They're trying to not only not accept God, but but wipe us off the mat so that God will be forgotten. And they could spread their own ideas, whatever it is that they uh, that they want to spread, right? By uh, by wiping us and our covenant with God off of the mat. Gamma shur nivayim. No is, is there? Any, I'm going to keep going. God shur nivayim, and even Ashur. Joins with them. So the Rishon over here asks, why does it say even Ashur? I'm not going to read that right now. You can look at it later. It is very interesting. But like, you know, it lists all of these nations and it's like, oh, even Ashur. So okay, fine. you look at it later. It doesn't drastically change the meaning of the tale. But I kimidyan kisisra k'yavin benachal kishon. So now, that, now we turn to a tefila, right? Do to them kimidyan, like sisra and like yavin, the kishon. So I gave you here the stories from uh, from Shoften Perak Vav and from Shoft and Perak Dalid, which are the the battles that the Jews uh, fight, right? Uh, Gidon and uh, Barak they fight battles against uh, against uh, Midian and against um, and against uh, Sisra, right? Um, uh, the kings of, uh, of 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 Canaan and Khatsur right? Uh, Sisra is the general, right? And so uh, and so, I don't have time to read these stories right now. These are the stories, yeah, right here, yeah. Um, uh, sister, uh, but, but what they both have in common, what they both have in common, is miraculous victory, like in the days of Yehoshaphat. Meaning, it's not battle that's actually fought on the on the battlefield. Um, well, except for may, maybe maybe Gidon, if you want to think of it like that. You remember that story over there? Okay, I'm not going to read it, but I'll tell it really quickly. Remember that story? He takes like shofars and uh and uh and and lanterns. Right, and uh, they blow the shofars and they smash the lanterns and they scare the enemy, the Midianites. The Midianites get all scared and they run this way and that way and they kill each other and then uh, the whole battle is is over, right? You know, more more or less, right? And that's the the battle against Midian, right? Um, similar to what we saw by Yehoshaphat. Everyone sees the similarity, similarity. It's not exactly the same, but but similar to what happened by by Yehoshaphat. Barak also and uh, and Sisra, they come down and they have. Miraculous uh, victory, right? You know, a Sisra comes down. God confuses Sisra and all of his uh, and all of his people. And uh, Barak, you know, just and his army, they just they come down and they they just like march through, right? Because Sisra and his army is all there's miraculous elements to all of these to all of these battles. And so Yehoshaphat or um, Asaph praying about Yehoshaphat is saying, God, you should confuse our enemies. Like you did in the battle of uh, Gidon against the Midianites, like you did in the battle of Barak and Devorah against the the um, uh, Sisera and his armies of Chatzor, and uh, and we should be victorious in our blessing. We should be victorious in our in our battles. Um, Ein Doar, interestingly, mm, sorry, Nishmadu In Doar, and the Rishonim all say that they don't know where this battle took place. Was really interesting. This the battle of Ain Doar. In other words, the 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 Tehillim says Nishpedu be They should be destroyed like they were in Ain Doar. And if you look in the Rishonim, they all right here. I don't know where Ain Doar is. I don't know what battle that that's that that's talking about. So it's an interesting quirk in this Terek of Tehillim that uh, that we're not sure exactly where. Everything else we know, right? But still, we're waiting for it, right? attain right? Maybe it's in Gaza. Maybe it's in Gaza or the Golan Heights. Meeting. I have no idea. Let's let's hope so. What was that? Oh, you like you like that sentence? Yeah, you like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, okay, fine. Good. Right. These are the nobles of uh Midyod. If you look, I, I gave you the Psuki here, the Psuki from Shops and Paracres right, these are the nobles of Midian, you see, that God gave us the, the Midianites, we defeated the Midianites, and these are their nobles, so what the Tehillim means is, you should bring down their nobles, just like, all of their princes should be like Zevach and Samura. Who were nobles of the Midianites that we conquered and we defeated? Asher Amru, because they said, Nir Shalanu, Es Naos Elohim, right? They said they would inherit for themselves Naos the, Elohim, the houses of God. What are the houses of God? If you look in the Radak, this is amazing. Asher Amru, kihem Chushvuli, Reish Es Naos Elohim, Kilomar, Eretz Israel. They thought that they were going to come and conquer Eretz Israel. That's not what happened. They lost the Gido. They lost to Barak, but they thought they were going to come and conquer Eretz Israel. But if you look in the Mitsudos, Mitsudos writes, Asher, Asher al Amuni Rash, what did they come to get? Not not, not Eretz Israel. Makoma Mikdash. Rumadore elokim. They came to conquer the Beta Mikdash. And why did they come to conquer the, the Beta Mikdash? They came to conquer the Beit Mikdash because that was the place of God. So that's what it about. About conquering the Beta Mikdash, that you could put your own mosque right on top of it. So you can put your own church right on top of it. Right, because uh because it's not a war about land; it's a war about something else entirely. Right, that's why they would come. Two different interpretations about this. So we ask God. God, make them like a, a rolling stone. If you look at the album, the stone it rolls by itself. You don't have to roll it. It just it rolls by itself. And the kash, the straw, it just gets picked up by the wind. It's easy. It's movable. God, just push them away from us. Everyone see what the tefillah is? Just, just push them away from us. <speaking in Hebrew> when Yehoshaphat came down to fight, they were all confused. They were killing each other. He just, like, walked right through. Like, the wind blows straight through and blows away the chaff of of the of the of the wheat or the straw. Like the fire takes up the forest. One limb of the tree catches fire to the next and catches fire to the next. And God should just let our enemies destroy themselves. We should let our enemies destroy themselves and we shouldn't have to get involved in the fighting at all. Like the fire engulfs the mountain. Because if you get fire and it gets up onto the mountains, the mountains have strong wind. And when the wind catches that fire, it takes it and it brings it. No shaiba lahab, there ain't no And you can't put it out. God should 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 take up our enemies like that fire catches and it and it blows and it goes. And it's very difficult to put it out. God should should help our enemies downfall in such a fashion. Tear the famous you should chase them with your storm. Mobra, it's two different kinds of storms. It's a straight wind, it's a tornado wind. It's the same kind of idea that God should chase them away with his storms. Male Pinehem the Yavakshu Shimchadon, the Yavoshu the Ybalo Adeyat, the Yachbru the Ovedu. Turn the page over; they should feel shame and embarrassment. Look at, um look at what the Radak writes. Malay Tineham Kolon, shehem you so firmly his Chabed Olenu They thought that they were going to rise up and look at in our degradation. And now they will be filled with embarrassment. They they will not be standing over us. They will be embarrassed. But if you look in the mitsudos, what does it mean? No, sorry. They'll be filled with embarrassment, and they will seek your name. Does everyone See how the the paragraph of Tehillim, according to is just took a turn. Yeah, because what does Mitsudo say? What's going to happen? They're going to be they're going to turn and do some kind of teshuva. Almost like we were like Yaakov Avinu was praying for last night in the shir that we had last night. They'll be filled with this shame and embarrassment, and re- they'll, they'll see that God's miraculously fighting on our behalf. And then when they see that, they'll be filled with embarrassment, realizing that they were wrong. When God finally reveals Himself in miraculous, you know, endeavor in this world, and they'll turn with charetta, with uh, with um, right. with regret. Thank you, and and via shimcha, and seek God's name. Look what Rabbi Hirsch writes, and and maybe this is you know an interesting um, follow up to what we what we learned last night, right? Do not decree their destruction, O Lord. In other words, what, what, what were we just learning? We were just learning. God, fight against our enemies like fire and like storm and and like, and like Sistra fell and they all died and like, you know, uh, the armies of Hidyon uh, fell and they all died. But God, it doesn't have to be that way. That's what he says at the end. <laughs> There's another alternative, it seems like. God, don't, don't destroy them. Cause them to become aware of their utter moral bankruptcy. Then they will seek your name, hoping that in your mercy you will grant them an opportunity to shape a new and better future for themselves. May Israel's foes discover with dismay that they have been deceived in the confidence that they have cherished heretofore, and let them sense that they are about to perish because their past has now been exposed in all of its worthlessness. And when they, when they feel that sense of, of shame and embarrassment because they realize how long they've been duped and deceived, then they come with that sense of cologne and and they seek God's name, because at that time they will know, we will all know, that your name, God, is, is one and the only one and is sitting above and beyond anything else, in this world and the next world and altogether all. Of the Radak writes, Kimo, this is like the Navi Zachariah prophesied by Yom Amu. God's name will be one. His name will be one, and everybody will recognize If you look in Rabbi Hirsch, and they, meaning the nations of the world, and they will know that they must seek refuge with you if they are to have any future whatsoever, a future which you hold open for all. As your name, Hashem, Yivakshu Shimcha, Hashem, Yudkei name of Hashem. Not any other name of Hashem. Why Yudkei name of Hashem? Because that's God's name of? Rachemim, compassion. Mercy, it teaches us that such a renewed future can be theirs only if they re- render to God homage without reservation. And I'll tell you the truth, that future could be ours too. But for it to be ours, we also have to render homage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to, like Yehoshaphat in the beginning, see in times of war and know that our victory stands on if God's hand is with us. And turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and dive in and pray that he should protect our soldiers that he should protect us, and like he saved us from our enemies in the past, he should save us from our enemies yet again. That is Tehillim Parak Pegimel, a very fitting Tehillim for our days. Let's dive into Tehillim together, everybody. Yeah, turn back to the beginning, the front page, and we'll say together Tehillim Pegimel. Shir Mizmor LeYasef Al DamiLach Al Techarash Ki UMisanecha <Hebrew> Nasurosh alamecha yari musod, rimusod baysiats va tsunakha amrud khuben akide migay bmoi kino atsu ghta vala habriset roso haley adom vish mailim moav da greem givol yamon biamalek pele shes nev schweitsor gamoshronel baymam ayuzrava haylod sela a kisisra ki se ki a doar a yu domen la da ma she se on i di ve o ke o ra chi zeid o chize chvit samunna kon i si heema Painter the famous Sahareh of the Supas Potip Hale Male Pineham Colon, the Akshushim Hadonai Yehoshu, the Evolu Adead, the Akh Peruvi Obedu, the Edu Kiatashim Hadonai, the Adeha Elion alcohol. A Hinochobes son of Sunan Batsarabashi, Yomdin <muchan> Bain <muchan> by Yom, Bain by Abasha, Amachomi Rahem Alehen, Thank you, everybody, for coming. Everybody have a great night.